Welcome to another episode of Modern Off-Grid DIY. If you've ever been curious on topics like living off the grid, completely off the grid, solar systems, renewable energy, or just need inspiration to think outside the box, you've come to the right place. This is Modern Off-Grid DIY. Hey everyone, uh, welcome back to another episode of Modern Off-Grid DIY. Today's episode, I want to go over the top mistakes that I have personally made. I've made a lot of them, <laughs> and I definitely want to share them with all of you. That way, um, maybe you can prevent uh, making the same mistakes. Um, so the mistakes I'm referring to is when I first started, um, you know, getting into solar and wind, and all of that. So um, the the first major mistake that I didn't realize until later on um, was that I was essentially using the wrong inverter, right? So for most of you, you guys know what an inverter is, but for those of you that don't, an inverter takes DC power and converts it to AC power. That way you can plug in regular appliances, right? Now, um, I didn't realize this until way later on, and um, this is probably one of my biggest mistakes that I've made, was using the wrong type of inverter. Back in my earlier days um, with solar and, you know, getting into it and stuff, um, you know, I was trying to do it cheap. I'll be honest with you, right? We're all trying to do it as cheap as possible because all this solar stuff is expensive, right? But if I would have known what I know now, I would have saved, like, honestly, saved myself thousands of dollars. Like, no joke, thousands. Oh, man, the amount of money that I essentially burned or wasted um, is literally in the thousands of dollars, guys. Um, and then not only that, the amount of time and effort that I lost dealing with all these issues over time, you know, adds up as well, right? All the stress and always having to worry and, you know, that kind of stuff. And so... I'm trying to help you guys out and maybe um, save you guys self the headache and the money along the way. Um, but my top mistake was um, purchasing and utilizing the wrong type of inverter. So there is two types of inverters out there. There is what you would call a modified sine wave inverter, which they're very cheap. They're all over the place. I mean, you could essentially go to Walmart and um, find a modified sine wave inverter. You can go to auto parts stores. You can go to eBay, Amazon, and so forth, and buy inverters all day long because they're super cheap, these modified sine wave inverters. But they're cheap for a reason, right? And I would have to say that through the years, from back in the day, I have probably used or burnt up over... 20-something inverters, at least. Over 20-something, okay? I, I, I've gone through so many, I can't even remember. That's how many I've gone through. It got to the point that I knew that they would only last, you know, for a very short period of time, that I actually used to buy two at a time. That way, when it finally broke, I already had the next one ready to go, right? And, oh, man, that cascaded quick because... You know, I'm always buying two at a time, and that's extra money. And then as soon as the one burns out, I'm slapping the new one on. And as soon as I slap the new one on, I'm already buying, you know, two more. 
Um, I've tried different brands. And um, the, the fact of the matter is, is that a modified sine wave inverter is, is not what you want to use for, you know, powering your home, your RV, um, you know, living off the grid. You don't want to use a modified sine wave inverter. Too many issues, too many problems. Uh, just in the money that I spent on purchasing and replacing the modified sine wave inverters over the years, back in the day. Oh man, I could have bought some really nice, heavy-duty, pure sine wave inverters. Right. So the other one is the actual pure sine wave inverter. Yes, they're way more expensive than a modified sine wave inverter, but the benefits are amazing. Amazing. A pure sine wave inverter does cost more money, sure, but it will last a really long time. As long as you gauge the inverter appropriately to the size of power that you're going to be needing from it, right? Now, the pure sine wave inverter essentially is, how do I explain this? It is basically the exact same amount of um, power or energy that you would get from a wall outlet. So if you went over to a friend's house or if you're on the grid currently right now and you plug something, something into the wall, that sine wave of electricity that is rolling through that plug going into the appliance that you plugged in has a pure sine wave, okay? Um, majority of all the appliances and things we buy nowadays all really love to only work on pure sine, right? Now, when you take an um, appliance and you plug it into a modified sine wave inverter, that appliance is like freaking out internally. It's like, what am I doing? This is not right. And then it starts to give you problems. At first, it might work for a little bit. That is the really deceiving part about the, the modified sine wave inverter, is that when you first plug it in, yeah, it might work for a little bit. But as the time goes on, the it, it starts to really mess up the appliance that you're plugged into, especially TVs and laptops and Oh man, the list goes on and on and on. But my point is, is this. If I would have just spent the money on a pure sine wave inverter from the get-go, I would have literally saved myself, oh my God, tons and tons of time. Also, I would have saved myself so much money. So much money. And all the headaches that went along with dealing with them breaking or burning out or whatever. Sometimes these modified sine wave inverters will just burn out for no reason. Sometimes you don't even have to have a load plugged into them, like a plug, you know, anything plugged into them, and they're just connected to your battery, and they'll just go bad. So it's be it's because they're made so cheap, and you know, th that's the main reason you see them all around, is just because it's easier for the manufacturers to manufacture a, um, what's well, easier and faster and cheaper, more economically um, you know, for them to make money, the bottom line, right? The common person does not know the difference. They don't know. They see an inverter that says, oh, it can power down on, on the box. It has pictures of TVs and little refrigerators and laptops and so forth. The, the average consumer that looks at that is assuming that that is okay and we can, we, you can use it, but that's not the case guys. Absolutely not the case. They're, they're essentially lying to everyone, right? Um, but you know, that's what happens. So, um, that was my first major mistake was basically going the very cheap route.
on the inverter. Like, honestly, guys, I spent thousands of dollars and uh, I just wish I would have just bought a um, pure sine wave inverter from the beginning, like from the very, very beginning, because you would notice a difference. You do. You do. It, it is night and day. Sure, it costs more, but it is well worth it, especially if you're living off the grid and you're depending on the power from that inverter, right? So that's my top, number one top mistake was um, purchasing and using the wrong inverter for a very long extended period of time. Now, let, let's go back a little bit here. Why did I do that, right? It was cheap, right? I was cheap. I didn't want to spend the money on it, you know, especially when you're like moving off the grid and you're making that big move and you're deciding that this is going to be where you're going to be headed in life as far as living off the grid and creating your own power and stuff. If you don't know all these things, right, um, you just start to do things as cheap as possible to get you by. And a lot of people do this. I did it, and a lot of people continue to do this. But the second that you can stop and take a step back and actually, you know, take some information in and, and learn from others. Like for myself, I want to share this with you guys so that you guys can save yourself some headache and time and money, you know. If you just do it the right way the first time and don't be cheap about things, you you actually be ahead of everyone else because everyone else is still doing it cheap and that cheap gets caught up with them over time. They'll spend way more time and money and it's just not worth it. So the next uh, mistake that I made was buying cheap wiring. So for those of you, most of you will know, wiring is not cheap. You know, when you're wiring batteries and you're wiring solar panels and you're wiring everything together, it takes wires for all of this stuff, right? And I, you know, I'm trying to do it cheap. So I'm looking around and I'm buying the cheapest wire I can. Well, that also causes problems because the coating on the wire is not up to par. Um, I've had some coatings on some of the wire that I've purchased in the past that could not stand UV at all. Like one day I bought brand new wires. I connected them all to my batteries. This is like way back in the day. And the batteries were essentially sitting outside, right? Because at that point I didn't have a place to put all this stuff. So I had to figure something out. So I wire everything together and I come home and the coating on the wiring is like gel. It is like just melting off. But it's not melting off because the, the current or the power that I'm running through the wire itself the sun is actually melting the coating off the wire. I could not believe it. It was a nasty mess. Oh, man. And I bought a whole bunch of that stuff because it was cheap, right? There you go, doing it cheap again, and, and it's coming back to bite me, you know? I mean, I spent, I don't know, hundreds and hundreds of dollars on, on wire, you know? And then I tried a different brand that was cheap, and it just came back and bought, um, bit me, you know? And so, you know, wire cost is expensive when you're wiring a lot of things, especially the really big, heavy gauge wire. Oh, man, it's expensive stuff, you know. And, um, yeah, that was another mistake I made back in the day. That's why today, if you guys watch the YouTube channel and stuff and you guys see my system, um, a lot of people say, wow, look at all the money you have invested in there. Yeah, but they have no idea how much money I wasted, you know, in the in the prior days, in my earlier days. Um, learning the right and wrong way. That's why today I do not mind spending the money. Like, yeah, it's expensive, sure. But I do not mind spending the money because I've already learned my lesson. 
I'm not going to repeat the mistakes I've done in the past. So doing it right is just the right way to do it. You know, spend the money and you'll be all right. <clears throat> now, the other uh, mistake I've made was with solar panels back in the day. Um, you can buy cheap solar panels, right? Um, this is a tough topic because with the solar panels, because there's not just one brand, there's so many brands and you know, that kind of stuff. And the, the problem I had back in the day was I wanted to do it cheap. So instead of me buying really big solar panels that were say like three or 400 Watts a piece, because I wanted to do it cheap again, I bought individual panels that were 100 watts now that's okay if you're building a very small system and you don't need that much power but i can promise you one thing as time goes on you will need more power this is why my new system that i've built is overbuilt right i overbuilt it more than enough battery capacity more than enough solar panels more than enough everything that way i don't ever have to worry but when you're doing it cheap and you're just trying to build a system to get you by. Um, what I did was I ended up buying a bunch of 100 watt solar panels. Now, what does that do? When you have more solar panels that's only 100 watts, it takes up more space. It requires more wiring. It requires more connectors, right? It requires more hardware to mount all of these solar panels. So if you start adding up all the wiring, the connectors, all the hardware to mount all of these panels, you know, it starts to add up over time, right? Now, if you're building a system that's like a thousand watts or so or less, and you already have the 100 watt panels already, that's not a big deal, right? Because you have them and you're just going to have to deal with them because the actual power that's coming out of the solar panel is okay. It's good, right? It's just the fact that you can easily buy a solar panel that has three or 400 watts on it one panel right i have panels outside that are like 400 watts each you know if 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 i didn't have that that would mean i would need four 100 watt panels to make the same amount of power you know are the panels bigger heavier and bulkier as far as their one size sure but they're still not bigger and bulkier and heavier than all four 100 watt solar panels right so you got to think about these things so um, if I would have known better back in the day, I would have just went and bought high power solar panels. I'm not talking about the brand. I'm not talking about any of that. What I'm talking about is just a higher wattage panel to begin with, you know, um, you know, that'll save you just a lot of time and money and, um, space. You know, a lot of people are like limited with space. Um, and so you have to think about these things. So especially like if you're living in an RV or a car, how are you going to fit four 100 watt solar panels on top of your roof? It's not going to happen, right? But you could easily maybe fit a 300 watt or 400 watt one panel on your roof. Sure. Right? So you got to think about your circumstances and, and what you're trying to achieve. Um, and here's another thing. So I, back in the day, um, I sourced a company that I was able to buy directly from the manufacturers um, in China. Right? And so this is like way, way back in the day. And um, I got a good deal on them, you know. Um, that's kind of how we all, That's that was basically the starting point for me when we was able to actually ship the solar panels in and, um, you know, get going on the whole solar project. It was, a, it was a fun time, let me tell you. It was a fun time. But looking back now, I see 
you know, where I could have made improvements on, you know, a lot of aspects and where I could have, you know, saved money and, you know, where I could have prevented a lot of headaches for myself. So, um, you know, be cautious of those things as well. Um, now, like I said, if you're building a small system and you're not trying to power like all, like a lot of stuff in your home and, you know, um, you got a good deal on the 100 watt solar panels, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that, right? You just have to accommodate the space and make it work. Now, um, the other mistake I made was actually purchasing, um, cheap connectors, so back in the day, there you could you know you can buy MC4 connectors all over the place, and I learned my lesson. Some of them are definitely not made the same as others, right? Um, you see, you know, you see sales or you see these deals like, oh wow, you can buy a bunch of these connectors for like you know X amount of dollars, but they're and they're super cheap. Well, they're cheap for a reason because they're not manufactured well and they're not able to handle the amount of current that is running through them. Um, so I made a mistake back in the day and I bought a bunch of really cheap ones and I connected them all up. And the next thing I know, they melted. They actually melted where I could not disconnect them. You know what I mean? Like, oh my goodness. So what I had to do was cut the wires off and cut those plugs off and then, you know, put new MC4 connectors on there. Um, so I do have a video, a more recent video on the MC4 connectors. I have links to all the MC4 connectors that I use nowadays. So good. You know, definitely check out my um, videos on that stuff. I even show you how to make a MC4 connector. It's very simple, very straightforward. Um, instead of you buying something that's pre-wired, you can easily make your own connectors. But use the correct connectors. You know, um, spend a little bit of extra money because you don't want to have to hook everything up. And then next thing you know, you have melted connectors, right? Imagine all the time it took me to go through all that and redo everything and then realize. The only reason I realized that I had an issue was because I had no power coming in because all the connectors melted. Yeah. So um, be cautious of the connectors that you're you're choosing to use on your project, definitely. Um, the other major problem or mistake that I made was basically using lead-acid batteries, guys. Um, yeah, I used a lot of them. A lot. And once again thousands and thousands of dollars down the drain and wasted. Did it get me by? Sure it did. It got me by. But looking back now, I realize that I made a big mistake. Right? I spent way too much time, way too much money on subpar batteries. You know? You know, now that I have lithium ion batteries, I mean they it is such amazing. It's it's a, it's an amazing feeling to know the difference, you know, I'm sure some of you don't have the Tesla batteries and stuff and, and that's okay. But, um, you know, for me to actually know and see the differences between them and, you know, ha had the issues with the lead acid batteries, it is a night and day difference guys, like night and day. So I've spent a ton of time and money on, um, lead acid batteries. I've also tried to go the cheap way once again, back in the day. And I tried to use old batteries and tried to rejuvenate them and, you know, all that stuff. I think we all kind of go through that phase trying to just make it work. And that's kind of where I was, you know, I initially bought a bunch of brand new lead acid batteries and, um, you know, they only lasted so long, you know, and then I'm replacing them and replacing them and replacing them and replacing them. Like it became an endless cycle of just replacing them. 
and all that money added up, I could have easily bought a Tesla battery a long time ago. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm um, looking back now, I definitely wasted a lot of time and money on lead acid batteries. Now, um, I should point out something. Um, within my family, I'm the only one that actually has lithium ion batteries. My father and my, my mother, they utilize lead acid batteries. My auntie utilizes lead acid batteries. Now, you would think that they, you know, that they see the situation I'm in where I have good stuff now. And, you know, but here's the thing. It's hard to get through to people the difference between them, right? Unless you've actually had them or used them, it's really hard for me to, like, paint a picture of the difference. Because it goes in one ear and it goes out the other ear. And so, to this day, as, as I'm making this podcast right now, they are still on lead acid batteries. Now, the other thing is, is that a lot of people are scared to spend that type of money on a battery, right? These Tesla batteries are, are expensive. Sure, I agree. They're overpriced, in my, in my opinion. But you have to, sometimes you just have to pay for a premium. You know, in the future where the Tesla batteries and price go down, sure, maybe, maybe not. You know, maybe they'll go up. Who knows? But in the end, you know, I'm tired of dealing with subpar batteries. I literally have pallets. I'm not joking. Pallets full of old lead acid batteries. I We've used the L16 batteries, the really big ones. Um, we've used golf cart batteries. We used way back in the day. We were just trying to get by. We used even car batteries. Just It was just, you know, if you look at all the things that you've gone through and all the time and effort and money, you could have just bought a Tesla battery or let's say you don't even want to buy a Tesla battery. You could have bought a lithium ion battery, you know, have, has things changed, you know, years ago to compare to now, as far as battery technology. Yeah, it has changed. Sure. Was I able to maybe buy a Tesla battery back then? Mm, I'm not sure. You know, maybe, maybe not. But the point is, is that I understand why people, you know, try to get by on things and a lead acid battery will get you by. Sure. It got me by, right? It got me by long enough that I finally said, I'm done with these batteries. I'm over it. And I went and spent all the money on Tesla batteries, right? On Or or lithium-ion batteries, I should say. So, yeah, that's the, that's the thing, right? Um, sometimes you just have to sit down and do a price analysis, like do a spreadsheet on how much these lead-asset batteries would cost you, how long they're expected to last. And then do the same same spreadsheet on, you know, lithium-ion batteries and other batteries and start cross-examining them and see which one is going to benefit you, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, I literally spent way too much money on lead-acid batteries for subpar sub power. Because you got to remember, in lead-acid batteries, you cannot use, there's only a small window of power that you can actually use out of the battery, a very small window, you know? before you start damage, damaging them on the bottom end and on the top end. So you got to be real careful if you really want to get, you know, a lot of time out of them, you know, for a long, longer period of time. So, um, you know, if you guys can afford better batteries, do some research before you just spend your money. But do some research, look around, and um, see what you can come up with. You know, if you have to utilize lead-acid batteries, hey, I get it. I did too. I understand. Um, but there's better options out there for you and you, you basically get what you pay for, you know, in a sense, um, will it get you, it's like, it's like there's two cars, you can buy two cars, you can buy a car that is all rusty and about to fall apart, right? For cheap, 
Or you can buy a nicer car that's got a nice paint job on it and runs great and no problems. Will they both get you to A to B? Yes. But which one is going to last longer? Right? Will a rusty old car that's about to fall apart last? Mm, I doubt it, right? Because it's all rusted and it's about to fall apart. You know? So you got to think about things in different terms sometimes to kind of make it go through through to your own, you know, thinking process.